Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of SIDcast. I'm your host, David Gibson, and today we have Lamar Carter of the Cal Golden Bears on with me today. Thank you all for downloading and subscribing to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Uh, our email is sportsinfocast, that's sportsinfocast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook using backslash sportsinfocast because SIDcast handle was not available, apparently. Lamar, how you doing over there on the West Coast? I'm good, I'm good, David. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Central time zone. You know, I went from east to central and uh, kind of messing me up here after Thanksgiving break. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was good. It was quiet. I um, wasn't able to get to get back home, but, you know, sometimes just getting some rest and being able to recharge your batteries is just as good. So. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, we'll get We'll jump right into it. How's that sound? Awesome. Go ahead. All right, so you're originally from the East Coast. Uh, Rutgers grad with the intent of walking on to the basketball team. What were your original plans for after college and during college? Um, when, when, I first, when I first got to Rutgers, like you said, I wanted to, to try to get on to the men's team. I'm a little vertically challenged, so I had some friends that kind of steered me in, in other directions. Um, when, I, when I first got to school, you know, I wasn't really sure what exactly I was going to do afterwards, but as fate has it, things that I did while I was in school kind of set that pace and set me towards the SID field. Um, when I first got there, you know, I had a friend direct me to work with the Rutgers women's team, you know, spent, spent a semester or two working with them as a practice player, um, went and worked for the school paper two years later for my final three years of school, you know, covering the women, covering other sports, you know, and got my first true interactions with the SID. Um, Stacey Brand, now Stacey Hotchkiss, who is the, um, the former women's contact at Rutgers. You know, she was someone that I dealt with working with the paper that kind of gave me a great example of what the SID should be. And you know, for better or for worse, sometimes she would get on my case as a um, inexperienced newspaper guy, a uh, photo guy. Right. But you know, she she always steered me in the right direction. And I kind of said, hey, you know, after working with Vivian Stringer and working with her, um, I said either I'm going to coach or I'm going to get into sports information. So I, I kind of pushed the the coaching route first when I got out of school. The, didn't play, but some some great coaches in the NFL, NBA, other places just had knowledge and you know picked up different skills. So that's what I was going to try and do. You know, try to coach anywhere that I could, youth camps, um, AAU, and as fate would have it, the first job I got, first sports job I got after school because I spent a year after graduation working for a nonprofit that my sister started. Um, first college sports job I got was a dual job. It was at ASA College in Brooklyn. Um, Chance Encounter had a women's basketball program that I worked. Um, ran into a former player there who told me she was coaching at a school in Brooklyn. So she needed an assistant. Their SID needed help. So their AD um, said, hey, if you can do both jobs, we'll give 
give you a dual role and you can handle both. So, you know, I, I think Ken Wilcox, the, the AD of ASA now, ASA New York and Miami, um, I did with uh, the former women's coach there and Tim Slake is the former SID for getting me started. What was that dual role like? I mean, I know that there's a, there's a couple SIDs around the country that do have a dual, dual role, either being a, a lacrosse coach or a golf coach. What What is that like to juggle both duties? Um, it was pretty hectic in the beginning <laughs> to be started. I mean, to be, to be honest, um, going in there, I was, what, 23, maybe 23, 24, you know, still living in Jersey, commuting an hour, um, by public trans, you know, each way. Um, but at the time, I was young, didn't have anything holding me back, and I was hungry, so I just kind of did it. You know, I didn't really think about it <laughs> as much as I probably should have. But, um, you know, it, it was fun that first year. Um, you know, women's basketball duties took over when the season started, but, you know, in the fall, I would help football, you know, cut my teeth with that crew, um, scoring football, you know, helping our, our SID do that, you know, helping with soccer and, and any other sports that we had going, mostly football in the fall. Um, once women's basketball started, you know, I was first assistant on the bench my first year in 10-11. So I would keep bench stats, but those would be the stats that I would report to the NJCAA, so I was kind of doing both jobs at the same time, just keeping my shot charts and and things like that, and then transcribing it afterwards to to punch it into the NJCAA's database, which wasn't um, wasn't stack through the line at the time, so we could just tabulate everything and and report it as we needed to initially, um, and then you know once basketball finished, I was splitting time. You know, helping with practice and you know dealing with our sports in the in the spring. Um, by by the end of the first year, you know we had a, a solid year overall. Um, women's basketball, we went I think seventeen and thirteen. Um, won our two team region. Um, hosted our our divisional round that year um, if we would have won we would have made it to the Nationals but lost in that um, that divisional final um, it was great you know going into the next year we, we kind of realized I was a little bit better as SID and a coach <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know I was, I was shifted over to assistant SID full time and and that's where I was I was able to flourish I was still the, the one that's contact so I was able to still you know, I'd help out where I could, but, you know, they had an assistant that could help out full-time where I could, you know, focus the efforts on the full department with, with my boss, Tim. And, you know, for the next two years, we kind of just, you know, did what we had to do. Um, we, we switched to Presto Sports websites while they there. I helped lead that transition of, you know, getting everything off of our, our institutional EDU and, you know, making that site what it was. Um, it's since been revamped, but, you know, getting that off the ground and, you know, helping out with, you know, TV crews that, that did some 
some features on like our basketball team, our tennis team, our football team. Um, it was it was exciting. It was an exciting time to be at a junior college that when I started was only in its third year of athletics. So to kind of get in on the on the ground floor and you know cut my teeth and learn you know the the ins and outs of, of college athletics and and sports information in general. Um, it was a cool experience. So you, you kind of made a big jump after that. The Howard Bison position came open in the District of Columbia. What was the transition like and the, the difficulties of going from NJCAA to Division One? What And what was that job process like? Um, it, it, it wasn't as big a jump as, as I thought it would be in the sense that um, at ASA, we were a Division One um, junior college, so we, we treated it like a mid-major. Um, you know, we, it was very all-hands-on-deck, which prepared me for going to Howard. Um, that whole process came about when, you know, entering my third year, my boss was like, hey, you know, at some point, you know, I hate to see you go, but, you know, your your skills are developing, and I think you should, you know, take a look and see about mentoring and on. So, you know, I went to Facebook, kind of got involved with any of the SID groups that were on there and just said, hey, you know, I'm a young guy trying to make the move. Can anyone help out, um, give any advice, you know, things that I'm, I'm good at opening my mouth and, and asking people for help. But uh, I ended up getting connected with Siobhan Mansfield, who at the time was at the SEC. Um, she's now one of the directors of communications at the American Athletic Conference. Uh, at the time, you know, she she made sure I was serious. She vetted me, and you know, once she saw that I was serious about you know doing good work, she you know, as she does with many people who just you know helped out any way she could. Like, hey, talk to this person, try this job. Um, and she was a former assistant at Howard, so she had she had the ear of um, the director Edward Hill, and let me know back in the summer of 2013 when the Howard assistant job came open. Um, I applied, you know, went through the process with um, with Ed Hill and the former deputy AD Shelly Davis. Um, and, you know, got hired a few months after that. And just, just being down there, um, again, great experience. Um, the the all-hands-on-deck nature of being at ASA helped me at Howard because it's kind of the same thing. You know, small market, mid-major school, you have to wear a lot of hats um, simultaneously. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. And... For me, Howard is a lot of sports. Um, we had 19 sports, you know, including the, the tracks and the cross countries, and I was primarily on 11. So I had to pick up a lot of stack crew knowledge in a short period of time. Um, a lot of horror stories with volleyball that I won't get into. <laughs> but um, you know, learned a lot of a lot of intricacies of sports that I either had worked with or hadn't worked with. Um, you know, working with a large number of great students 
you know, they were our lifeline. You know, they have two full-time people in 19 sports. We have to have some assistance somewhere, and we had, you know, great students that that came through our office. Um, I mean, I don't want to name one and forget any of them. Um, they all know who they are. Um, but that was the only way we survived, being able to um, have that help. But, you know, I went from, you know, getting there, a day before my first day with a U-Haul and then you know, working a soccer game. It was like August 30th of 2013. Um, screwing up the soccer foul, having to fix it <laughs> that mm-hmm. night um, to, you know, three years later, you know, getting through a full volleyball season, no issues, you know, helping on the committee for athletics new logo and brand and identity and, you know, being the primary contact for a women's volleyball team and a women's soccer team that went to the NCAA tournament uh, for the first time in years. Uh, And it was was a great experience. All right, so the Cal position came open. What was that transition like? What kind of went into your decision to move to Berkeley? Um, It kind of got... To the same point that it did when I was at ASA, you know, Ed Hill, he's a veteran of 30 plus years in the business, and he told me when I got the job, like, hey, um, it's it's a stepping stone position. You know, I want you to learn. I want you to work as hard as you can. But everyone that's been in this position has moved on to bigger and better things at some point. So, you know, after that third season, he's like, hey, you know, feel free if you see something that that catches your eye, you know go for it and I'll support you. You know, happened to, to see the cow position open. Um, and at the time, I think it was, you know, I had done so much. You know, I wanted a chance to to see how I could do on on the biggest level, you know, for, for better or for worse. You know, everyone in our, our profession wants to, to do the best they can in the best places, you know, and, and see what it is. So, you know, I, I saw the position. I didn't even think I would get a call back, to be honest. You know, Pac-12, yeah. you know, storied, storied history. You know, I kind of just, you know, took my shot and, you know, would have been good either way. But, you know, got a call from our director, Herb Benenson, um, was interested in, you know, talking to me. Went through the whole interview process and, you know, they offered me the job. I was, you know, ecstatic and in shock at the same time. But, yeah. um, you know, I was just grateful for the for the opportunity to 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 try and, and make it out here in Berkeley and you know live in California, a place that I always wanted to 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 live in and you know see how I would fit in out here in a in a bigger shop. You won the Cosida Rising Star Award, and you're also listed on the. 30 under 30, what does that mean for you to be on those lists and get that award in such a short career? Um, the the Rising Star Award was, you know, everything around it during the convention this past summer was an amazing experience. Um, it was it was a goal that I actually set out for. I kind of said to myself, you know, you know, I love the job, I love the field, you know, I've been been um, you know, mentored by a bunch of great people, so you know I wanted to 
to see some kind of tangible return. So you know, I was nominated for it, I think, two years straight, first year. You know, I heard I was close, but um, the, the folks that got the award were definitely deserving and probably had a little bit more time and tenure in the, in the field, so they definitely deserved it. But, uh, you know, that second time around, when I got the call, you know, I was just, just blown away and just grateful. And for me, it was just a a validation of all the hard work that I put in, you know, the, the long hours, those, you know, crazy train nights coming back from a, a game in New York and, you know, taking the train home, getting back at midnight or, you know, just late nights in D.C., um, putting in that work. So it was it was just validation for me. Uh, I was definitely grateful to uh, have shared that with a lot of my friends and, and colleagues in the business. Um, you know, thirty under thirty was was something that that Lori at Cosida did, and you know, I was just grateful that I could make a difference in such a short period of time. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but just both of those together, uh, I think, were just a testament, not not only to, you know, just the time that I put in, but it's a testament to the people that had faith in me. You know, there there is no award, there is no recognition without the people that believed in me and, you know, gave me a shot. So it's, it's as important, if not more important, um, for me to recognize them than for me to just, you know, get the award by itself. Moving on to some uh, graphics talk. Uh, you started the Facebook group, College Sports Graphic Design. Why did you see the need to start that group? Um, like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm active in the, the Facebook groups um, that uh, SIDs frequent. You know, SIDs working smarter, athletic comms help. And those have been lifelines for a lot of people. You know, I know a lot of people can can vouch for them, you know, getting help in a pinch. But I had noticed a lot of times people may ask a, a graphics question and, you know, they may throw it in, you know, two, three, four groups and you have to chase down the answer you're looking for and, you know, just having to look at all these different places as someone that, you know, self-taught designer, you know, learned, started learning when I was in college. Um, I just saw that as a place where I could make a, make a difference. So I said, I put it in one of the groups and said, hey, would this be a good idea if I did this? Um, some people were like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And, you know, I think less than a year later, um, we're at about 750 users, and I think it's been... Uh, definite success. A lot of great work has been shared there. A lot of great tips. You know, I jump in there from from time to time when I find yeah. something, and, and you know, I think it actually has you know helped people. So uh, that that that's what we do <laughs> in the business. We we see a uh, we see something go wrong and we fix it. So you know, I was just grateful that it actually was able to help people and not just you know sit there. Of all the things you've collected and learned about producing graphics, either from on your own or from the group, what what are some of your top tips for people 
uh, who are just starting out or don't have a whole lot of like self-proclaimed creativity, uh, what, what, what would some things you'd be suggesting to them? Um, I guess one of the biggest things I would say is, you know, tutorials, tutorials, tutorials. Um, that, that's how I learned when I first started. Um, my big thing was trying to, to mimic things that I saw. So, you know, or just try to find a tutorial for something that I had in my head. So if I wanted to have letters with flames on them, I would try to, you know, find a tutorial that would show me that, and I will do it step by step. And if you want to figure something out and you do those steps, you see, you know, how something's made, and then maybe when you try something else, you can remember, hey, this step did this, let me tweak these settings and see what works for me. So, you know, you get to actively learn the skills as opposed to someone trying to just kind of talk it to you. So, you know, just putting in Photoshop tutorials and there's a whole slew of websites where you can find step-by-steps on, on different things. Some of them are really advanced, some of them are beginners, um, and YouTube as well. If you're more of a visual learner, um, to hear someone do it and talk you through it as opposed to just reading steps. Um, you know, that's how I did it without getting an MFA or you know, a BFA. Um, that and you know, just don't be afraid to, to try different things. Um, my creative style can be a little edgy, so you know, if I need a background, I might go grunge before I go solid color. Um, I'll try different things, see what the pros are doing. Um, I always say, if it's good enough for ESPN or Bleacher Report, it's good enough for me. So, you know, yeah. you, you, pick up, you pick up certain things that they do, you tweak it um, enough to make it your own, and, you know, you kind of just collect your, your skills um, that way. So that would be the best advice I would have. Where are a few outlets that you come up with for inspiration? For example, uh, Miami or Clemson or anything like that. Who do you reference? Uh, I don't think I have like one school in particular that that I look at. Um, I just kind of just look all over. Again, for me, it's very much task oriented. If you know, I'm looking for a specific type of look then later I hit social media and type it in and see what happens or you know, I'll go to Google and see um, what types of images will come up, see who did it, you know, and then look at it that way. Um, I remember, you know, one one graphic thing that I did when I was at Howard, um, we got on the Snapchat and there was in the I guess the infancy of geo filters, so I said, Hey, let me try and and make one for for us. So obviously when we're in the gym or we're at the field, we could get in on the action because, you know, the Howard campus is very active um, on social, especially Snapchat. Um, so I, I tried a couple when we had a, a interim logo set for the the new bison that they are using now. Um, they got rejected. Um, I guess they weren't creative enough. But once the, the new logo set came, you know, kind of did this play on what 
that I've seen in like East East Carolina, uh, NC State, where you have the logo inside the state outline. Yeah. So, you know, made a geofilter hashtag Bison District and kind of put the the bison head in the uh, did a clipping mask kind of of the the outline of the district. So put that in there. Was able to come up with some decent text and it got approved. So you know, it's a filter that still used today. Um, I actually saw a picture that someone shared when I believe Nick Cannon came to campus um, a few months back, and they had took a picture with the filter on it. So every time I see that, it's like, hey, <laughs> I still still <laughs> my mark even though I'm gone. Yeah. What about a couple of pet peeves you see with people uh, using graphics? For me. Personally, I love paint splatter, but people can get really out of hand with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is um, maybe just not using clear photos. You know, if if you can get one, especially if you're doing something amongst peers, um, you know, we're usually generous people when it comes to, you know, getting a photo from each other. Um, but if, if for some reason you can't, you know, there's some ways you can work around it, but, you know, if, if you know there's a pixelated photo coming out, you know, you gotta kind of scrap it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Where do you see the trend going then so far from what you've seen and what you've done? Um, it's definitely getting more, mobile in the literal and you know figurative sense a lot of gifts a lot of moving parts um you know i know um, a good friend of mine andrew wheeler who's um one of the assistants at the cookman probably one of the best designers i know um she's really good at doing a lot of you know moving parts moving graphics um our guys here at cal are really good at it as well. Um, so I think that's the thing, just fusing the the static parts with some of those moving elements. Um, I have to catch up on that. I'm I'm very very much on the on the static end of things, but you know, I think that's where the the trend is going now. People want to get something that's eye eye catching, and with so many avenues for for social media, so many eyeballs that people were buying to, to attract and not a lot of attention span. <laughs> you got to do something that's going to, you know, pick up really quickly. All right, so moving on to the kind of our third phase of our interview. Uh, everything I like to think is fun. I like to think, being the key words there. <laughs> uh, what's your horror story so far? I know you mentioned you had a couple of volleyball things. Do you even want to get into uh, those? Oh, man. Um, my first season of volleyball at Howard was an adventure on the on the stack crew side. The the team couldn't have been nicer. Um, the coach um is great. Shout out to them for making the second straight NCAA tournament by the way. But um you know, volleyball is a sport that I hadn't dealt with in my years at ASA, so you know, I had to learn stack crew on the fly right before our season started. Um had some some people that were helping out. I was using you know the tutorial from Ira Thor at NJCU, uh, who's a friend 
know, using his video tutorial to pick up stuff. Um, Romandia Noble Watson, who's the director at Claflin in South Carolina, you know, she's my volleyball fairy godmother, as we would call it. Um, you know, she was giving me tips and, and grilling me on, you know, picking up those skills. And, you know, I thought I was, thought I was decent until my second day on the job. You know, I, I went with our team to the annual tournament that they play in D.C. Um, at American. And I said, hey, let me bring out the computer and see how I do just, you know, testing it out with no pressure. I was lost on the first serve. I was like, nope, put, put away the computer. Um, we're not ready yet. Um, but, you know, went back at it. And we had a pretty tough schedule just in terms of timing. I think we had maybe five straight home matches at one, at one point during that season. Um I think I outsourced maybe the first two matches to to mercenaries just so I could watch and get a feel. Um, those first few games screwed up after the set. And I'm like, Coach, let me get the film. I have this to you later tonight. Um, and just had to do a bunch of games off film in that first year just because it was difficult to keep up. You know, I had a I had a freshman spotter. Um, you know, I was a freshman inputter in a way. Um, so we were kind of learning it together. Um, by the end of the year, I was I was pretty decent. I was able to get through a full game by the end of conference season. Um, I remember, I think it was either last or second or last game of that year. Um, <laughs> all hell broke was the for lack of a better term. Um, so, beginning of the game, teams are going through warm-ups. Um, you know, everyone's had a computer get hit with volleyball, I'm sure. Um, and that, that was kind of a omen for things to come. Because, you know, computer was fine. I get through the game. Um, I think I'm at the, the fourth set, let's say. And my computer starts freezing. Um, tell my, my spider, Adrienne Williams, um, who's graduating from Howard this year, shout out to her and all my other students. Um, I'm like, hey, you know, write down um, the rest of what we see. You know, half an hour on film would be better than four hours, but I got to fix the computer. So um, I hard reset it, try to bring it back up, won't come back on. Just <laughs> 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 won't come back on. Um, it's stuck on the window screen, will not reload. Um, so in my mind, I'm screwed. So we get through the game, and I let Coach know what happened. I ended up having to get another computer uh, that was broken. You know, fix, reformat that one, fix that one. Uh-huh. Um, find a way to get the files off the old computer. You know, I have some decent computer knowledge and all our stack root files end up in the same C drive folder, so you know, I was able to back everything up onto a flash drive and then reinstall stack root on the computer I fixed, put all the files back on this new computer, and then fix the file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, definitely a lot went into that, but you know, it was worth it and it it helped me get closer to that team because if I was putting all those hours, you know, I wanted to 
to make sure I was uh, around the squad and, you know, it, it gave me a great appreciation for the sport. And like I mentioned, by the time um, I left, me and Adrian were in a, a great groove. Um, I think maybe second year I did maybe one game um, afterwards, you know, just fixing something. And then year three, we were solid the entire way, you know, issues. So um, definitely was a, a learning experience. So, and um, I'll give you one more, actually. Um, okay. To go back to my days at ASA. Um, this is one me and, um, and Tim, the former SID, will laugh about. So before I was officially onboarded, um, I was asked to help out with with football. We had a season opening match in 2010. Mind you, there were no other college teams playing ball in Brooklyn. So it was a pretty big deal. We were playing with Grand Rapids Community College out in Michigan, um, top 10 team in the nation. Uh, again, big deal. And I knew I knew technology, I knew sports, I knew football, so I didn't think stack football was gonna be that big of a deal. So you know, we went into it that first day, um, you know, trying to score the game together. Did not realize that Grand Rapids Community College was a no huddle offense. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you know, it's is a, a speed of the game thing um, that we ended up getting you know, kind of bogged down by the second quarter. You know, everyone's everyone's on edge. You know, Tim freaking out on me. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Um, and it's kind of the same thing. We and we linked up in the city the next day, that Sunday, um, pieced together the game. And and got it out, and you know the way he, he tells it, you know I'm not even officially on yet, and I could have been like, what is going on, you know, and not come back, but you know I want to do a good job, so you know we 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 buckled down, we got it done, and you know we were able to you know get through it through the three years I was there, and kind of just culminating with. I think maybe the last game I worked, last football game I worked there was uh, the facto region championship or conference championship game between us and I believe it was Nassau Community College. Um, you know, comes down to one of the last plays. Um, we ended up winning the conference for the first year, for the first time ever back in 2012. Um, so, again, a lot of those things come full circle, but. It usually starts with, with the ugly moment. I do the, uh, or I did, season's over. I did the stats for our radio here on campus, and we uh-huh. were uh, doing a football game, and it was a sectional game. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I always feared hurry-up offense because I'm not that quick with the quick math and everything, and, you know, I usually rely on the scoreboard to tell me what yard we're on and everything because I, I got to right. wear glasses. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at the scoreboard, and the next play goes off, and they're a hurry up. I'm like, oh god, this was like my worst. <laughs> yeah, this was my worst fear. And you know, three hours later, you know, we survived. But yeah, I, I know how you feel about the about the complete hurry up. So yeah. 
when you see other SIDs in the Pac-12 or Division One or even the entire country, uh, and you look at them and you say that is a good SID, what are some of the characteristics that they have? Um, I think the biggest thing that that will endear you to to someone in this profession is just looking out for each other. You know, some of my my best friends in the biz, um, in the athletics biz, in total, obviously, SIDs, and they just go above and beyond for for their coaches, for their administration, for each other. You know, whether it's, you know, in the midst of chaos, sharing a file or getting you an extra photo if you're not able to travel or, you know, even just checking in on you. I mean, they know you have a, a crazy crossover season or you know, something hectic is in the news. Um, just having that that kind of sense of priority and sense of camaraderie to make sure that you know folks are being taken care of and that understanding that you know, we're all kind of doing the same thing. And if no one else looks out for us, who will? Um, when you see that in a, in a fellow SID, I won't say brother because there are a lot of great women SIDs in the field too, but, right. you know, that, just that looking out for each other, um, I think that's the, the main trait that makes a good SID. So how about one thing you're interested to learn more about to kind of better yourself in the profession? Um, I'm trying to find ways to, to learn basketball stack crew wise I'm, I'm really I'm pretty decent at fixing it on the back end but you know we didn't we didn't work with stack crew at ASA we worked with Dak Stats and at Howard and here at Cal we outsourced so I know it's some, I don't know if I'll be able to avoid doing a live game forever but uh, at at some point, I want to be able to put that in my repertoire because, you know, that'll make me better and, you know, it'll allow me to maybe help other people pick up some side gigs like a lot of us do um, when we do have free time. What's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Um, I, I would tell a student straight up, um, it's a great job, but is not built for everybody. Um, you have you have a lot of jobs that you know maybe nine to five and may seem a little more glorious. You know, sometimes you you do a lot of work for for people in this biz, and you know some folks don't appreciate it. I don't think it's malicious, but you know a lot of stuff that we do is behind the scenes and. We're not scoring the touchdown. We're not, you know, getting the kill or hitting the the game winner. So a lot of people may not realize the importance of what we do. But you know, if if you can find the work life balance, which is important, you have to find some things to do outside of the biz. But if you're able to find the balance and you know you're willing to to work with with solid people, especially the kids, student athletes. Um, you know, you can do it. You know, I just wouldn't want anyone to get into it and 
you know, think it's all glory. It isn't. But, you know, there's definitely ways to be rewarded for, you know, doing a good job. Well, it's really ironic. My next question is about work-life balance. What do you, what do you do personally to have fun and just kind of get through all the hectic craziness? Um, a lot of video games, a lot of video games, which and yeah. a lot of sports games. <laughs> Ironically enough, you know, um, Xbox owner, you know, a lot of NBA 2K, a lot of FIFA, um, some UFC. Uh, I'm into photography, so you know I'll I'll work with people or just take pictures um, when I can. Try to pick up you know, a couple of dollars here and there. And I am the recent owner of two cats, so they help um, they help when things get a little boring. Just give them a a laser pointer and let them go to work. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally with you there. How about next time someone's in Berkeley? Because I've got a bucket list of all the games and locations I want to go. Next time someone's in Berkeley, what's your restaurant recommendation? That's kind of unique to Berkeley in a way. Um, I'm, I'm a creature of habits. So I may be a bad person if you want something out of the norm, but you know, there's a couple of um, couple of Mexican restaurants out here that probably should know my orders by hand by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you got um, Gordo's, which is on Telegraph, which, if you want to see Berkeley, just go down to Telegraph. Um, and you have La Bolita, which is like right around the corner from, from campus as well. Um, you know, good food, inexpensive, you know, the, the people there are nice. Um, so I would say try there. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, just you know, for advice or, you know, any questions that they have, what would be the best way to do it? Um, I'm on Twitter. Everyone seems to be on Twitter. Um, you know, my, my handle is I am Lamar Carter. Pretty simple. Um, they send me a direct message there or, you know, find me on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I'm willing to you know, help out anyone that, that I can. All right, Lamar. That's going to do it. Wasn't too bad, was it? Not at all. Not at all. I thought you were coming with the hard-hitting question. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> What's your plan for the day? What do you got going on this week? Um, just just prep work. Just prep work for the spring. Um, we have women's golf and track that are active starting in January, so just trying to get stuff done with them while wrapping up, you know, tying loose ends on soccer, women's soccer, and cross country. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of downtime, but not really. Yeah, totally with you there. So, everyone, that was episode six of SIDcast. We had Lamar Carter of the Cal Golden Bears. A big jump for us. We kind of made a little bit of a tour around Michigan, uh, Ohio, and we even dipped down to Alabama there, but... Glad we got someone that's in the Pac-12. I actually never thought... I never thought you'd give me an email back, Lamar. I don't know why I thought that. You're such a nice guy. But I thought, you know, uh, man, I'm just going to try it. So. Hey, I'm a, I was a little guy just like like everyone else coming up in the biz, and I, I still 
think I am in certain ways. So, no, I definitely have to reach back out. And I appreciate what you're doing, Dave, you know, giving, giving us a little bit of a limelight to, you know, to our horns. And it's definitely appreciate it. You know, we all want to share our stories and, you know, let people know the, the great things that we do and the great people that are around this biz. So, you know, thank you for, for doing what you're doing. No problem. I, I really enjoy doing this. I really do. Uh, I just, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. That means a lot to me. No problem. No problem. All right, everyone. That was episode six. Like I said, you can always uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes because iTunes likes that sort of thing. We're also on SoundCloud if iTunes, you know, isn't your cup of tea. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Facebook, uh, backslash sports infocast. We are kind of had a question about uh, what exactly profile we were. I don't, I don't know like what how many uh, sports info caster possibly could be, but we're the little purple box, purple, black, and white box with the SID cast in the middle. So for those of you that were asking about that. All right. If you want to reach out to us, if you want to be interviewed, I'm totally open to that. I got a couple uh, questions and I got a couple angles I really want to get to, so... Our email is uh, sportsinfocast at gmail.com, and we'll talk to you all next time.